This is Dental All-Stars, where we bring you the best in dentistry on marketing, management, and training. Here's your host, Alex Nottingham. Welcome to another edition of Dental All-Stars. This is Alex Nottingham, founder of Alster Dental Academy. And what I'd like to talk to you about today is how do we address the economic, the um, emotional issues dealing with the coronavirus and what's going on here. And everybody's affected all around the world and in, in the U.S. And we can also see that panic is, is rising. There's no toilet paper. There's, um, we're seeing that schools are being closed. In Broward County, where I live, schools have been closed, public facilities closed, social distancing, again and again. And, and of course, you can watch the media and get plenty of that. What I want to talk about in this podcast is what I'm seeing with our dental offices. And I just got off a 90-minute call with our mastermind group. These are our all-star students that uh, go to another level where we all meet together um, discuss our practices and what works, what doesn't, how to improve the whole idea of the mastermind. Very, very powerful group, very, very powerful program. We were going to talk about delegation today, one of our topics for the year, but we threw that away. We said, we're talking about this. Okay. And what's going on. And so I'm going to give you during this podcast, some practical step-by-step what to do or some things to begin And I believe it's incumbent upon us as a practice management training company to provide some leadership and some guidance and what we see the best out there are doing. It's not about how much I know, but really what I see of all the great dentists that inform me of what to do. So at first, what I want to begin is when I started the meeting, uh, our doctor who, and I'm not going to give names. Uh, just to kind of reference him. He's actually an ADA executive. And he was saying, I'm not getting information. I'm not getting um, uh, guidance from the ADA. It's up <laughs> or not to his liking. Uh, the CDC, everything is all over the place. State boards, they're not clear. It's like, what do I do? He said, my team's freaking out. Many of them don't want to work. Uh, our supplies are limited to two weeks. Uh, the supply companies are rationing supplies. And what do I do? I heard from another dentist. It was like, what do I do if we find out there's a, somebody's infected, one of their family members or a patient came in? What do we do? Um, how do we deal with any legal ramifications? What if, you know, can we be sued if somebody gets infected? What's going on? And I mean, my hope as an attorney, not that I'm giving legal advice here, but just as, as what we learn about policymaking is that if you're acting in good faith, you'd be protected on some sort of good Samaritan law. So I think if you're, my recommendation was from the legal standpoint, document any procedure you're doing and how you're responding to that, um, to what's going on. Um, so, you know, that is a concern. Can lawsuits happen if you make the wrong decision? Uh, my, my sense is that there'll be some protections, statutory protections for this because of such a state of emergency that that wouldn't be the case. Um, but 
I'm going to actually post a, a link for you to Ben Erickson, a great partner of ours, who has provided some good uh, recommendations from the legal aspect, especially about HR, which we'll talk about as well as ways to address that. So a lot of things I'm getting is we don't know. And what was very interesting is one of our mastermind members is from the Netherlands and in Europe, and they have all around them what's happening in Europe, what's happening in Italy and so on. And they're about at the point as well, one of the last remaining countries. We know Denmark has closed their schools. They will be closing soon. And he plans to close and maybe it to the exception of emergencies based on guidance. And so the big question, the big high level question is what do we do as healthcare practitioners? What's the ethical thing to do? How do we protect ourselves, our team, our patients? You know, this is, this is, this is a big issue, right? Um, so that's the, some of the problems that's going on and that's being faced. And some things we have to address is how do we manage fear, put this in perspective? What are we deal, doing with the patients, cash flow, vendors, so on? And so here's what I would say, and here's what, what's probably going to happen. It's likely that we're just weeks or even months behind some of the other countries and that we're beyond what they call um, you know, we're at the mitigation point, we're beyond the quarantine or prevention step. And that will likely will happen is that we will have um, uh, public service suspensions. Um, uh, people will be, uh, schools will be closed as they're doing around the country. Um, even in Florida, like I said, that's happening. And, and it isn't necessarily that there's a crazy outbreaks. It's like, it's, it's, we want to be um, ahead of this before there is as big of a problem. So there may be overreaction. Who knows? There may be overreaction because perhaps there was underreaction from the beginning. Okay. And, and that's for politicians and people to speculate later, but here we are, this is what it is. And, and so we're kind of aware that, so, so we have to go in assuming that at some point, your city, your state is going to say schools are closed. When schools are closed, how can you really run business? Because your team members probably have kids and they have to be with the kids. So the likelihood is, is once school closes, you're going to have to consider closing. Um, so here's what I want to talk about is four steps that if and when this happens, what do we do? So the first step, and kind of has two parts. The first step is, is from your leadership for yourself, you got to be in the right mental state. You got to be able to put this in perspective, understand that from what we're seeing, 80 to 85% um, of people rarely even show symptoms or very little. It's unfortunately elderly or weak uh, immune systems have difficulty with this. Um, we're, there's not a lot of testing. So the percentage of mortality looks like it's probably higher than it will eventually be once we have testing of those that are asymptomatic because you can't account them. Once you account people that are positive and asymptomatic, the percentage goes down. So it may end up being the mortality rate of the common flu. 
But either way, we don't know, and so we're being precautious. But we want to manage that in ourselves as to how much we want to be prepared, we want to panic. And we have to exude that calmness, that perspective with the patients, with your team first. So you got to be okay and balanced, and then you got to talk to your team about that. And you have to be the leader and be calm with this. And then you got to say to the team, look, this is what is likely going to happen. What do we do? Um, you may have some team freaking out. You may have some people who are like, I want to work, but you got to be able to say, this is what we are moving towards and that you are taking all precautions of learning of how to respond accordingly and documenting. I would have memos um, and I would have documentation that's recorded and saved um, so support you if there ever is any legal ramifications or licensure investigation out there that you have that. So as an attorney, just in general, I recommend you always have uh, proper documentation for process. So you're going to meet with your team and kind of rem remind them we're all in this together. And, I, and as a community, we're all in this together. And here you may want to start considering what do we do with pay? How do we handle that if this happens or when this happens? There were different ideas we talked about in our group. You can, um, you can basically start to use their vacation time, benefit time. And again, uh, we'll provide you a Ben Erickson link that will provide the HR, some of the HR um, recommendations. Every state's different, so you wanna make sure that your state uh, you understand your state laws as to uh, employees, protected employees, things like that. But in just in general, um, you want to be able to, to to see if you can they can utilize their vacation and benefits first. You you may want to uh, consider see your your accountant into once you get past a certain time of of the. Um, W-2 pay, maybe you can do some contract pay so you're paying less to the government. There has been some talk about stimulus whereby you may get tax breaks if you take care of your, of your team. So it, it basically is you're talking to your accountant, getting information and talking to your team with the best that you know and saying, how can we make this work? So for example, one team may say, I don't need the money now, but maybe I'll take more vacation in the future so they can make it up, you know? Um, or something. So you have to kind of negotiate um, what what you can do with them, uh, assuming that you may be out 10 weeks quarantine. Because if this happens, you have to have a plan. You don't want to be reactive. And, and I, you want to create and instill positivity in your team. Because look, if, if, the, if the employees aren't taken care of, and you have good employees, whatever it is, they're going to leave. It's not going to look good for you. And it's, and it's going to really can hurt your whole operation if your, your team is not, if things are on board. So you have to find a way to be able to compensate them or that we all put in together that, that that's there. Again, you look at the legal, the legal requirements and the HR things, but beyond a few weeks, now we're in kind of uncharted territory and you, want, you may have to be clever with how you do this. Okay.
one of my mastermind members was saying, look, he already told his team, don't spend too much, save your money, save a supply. So when things come in, you're not like, I can't play the mortgage. And we would hope that some policy and some mortgage lending will, will give a break, give time to make up missed payments, things like that. So I, I'm, I, I'm optimistic that some of those will come into play for your employees. As for yourself, you can start to negotiate with some of your major vendors, suppliers to see if they can give you a longer payable time to make sure that you're able to make cash flow. And let me tell you something. We are dedicated all student only academy. I just had a talk with our head instructor, Larry Gazzardo, and our coaches, some wonderful coaches. We are going to be over the next three, four weeks, we're going to be sending you a lot of great data, some more podcasts, some blog posts, some resources on how can you run your business the best that you can during this business, even when you're <laughs> uh, quarantined or the business is shut down, there's still business to be done. We'll talk about that and we'll have more guidance over the next several weeks on that. Uh, we believe it's our responsibility to get that out to you and get you some great recommendations and steps of what to do. So step one, you want to communicate with the team a plan of action. Okay, what is, what is happening, what may happen, happen and what we can do. And so we're all on the same page. If you're negotiating with each one a different terms of way of paying over the 10 weeks, if that happens, then I would do that individually, not in front of everybody, case by case basis. And of course, whatever advice I give you, that is superseded by any law that is discovered and any law that is in your state. And remember, always do, do the best that you can and the best that you know, it's all you can do. And government institutions, the legal system are very, um, judges are very uh, uh, cognizant of that if you're doing the best you do. That's why when we talk about HIPAA compliancy, HIPAA compliancy, for example, there's not, it's not clear. It's that, you know, are you documenting? Are you making steps to protect data? So again, with this, because there's not a lot of guidance, there's conflicting guidance, use a reasonable person standard. Document, act reasonably, act with compassion, and you're going to be fine. So after we deal with the team, we have a plan. Step two is we got to let the patients know what's going on. We need to communicate with patients. You know, what, what messages are we sending to patients? Okay. We want to reassure patients that we're not abandoning them, that they can contact the doctor uh, during potentially a quarantine period. The website needs to have information about that. You want to make sure you're sending a newsletter to your team. Okay. To your, to your, uh, your, uh, your patients rather about what's going on. I would be calling patients. If you start to see cancellations and it's slow now, start calling patients and let them know what is your policy, but having your policy up front of what you're doing, how you're going to be there for them. If you're already in quarantine or, or, or it's afterwards, then maybe from home, you can have team members do that. And we'll talk about that as well. Okay. Uh, doctors, you can still prescribe prescriptions if they have infection or so on. And hopefully, um, unless there's guidance against and you feel comfortable, we saw it was a pretty much uh, uh, unanimous with the group that I was speaking with, that you make yourself available for emergencies. If there's an emergency that cannot be postponed, you go to the office and take care of things like that. 
right? Obviously, if there's a temporary and it's, it's okay, they can stay with it. Uh, minor cavity is certainly fine, but if somebody's in incredible pain and, and medication can't deal with it or there's further complications, one of our, our doctors is an endodontist and he says, gosh, a lot of our stuff is emergency. So we can't really push it off. So that has to be something to, to consider and communicate it uh, with your team. So general dentists, this will be a little easier because uh, a smaller portion of, of your caseload is emergency. The others can be pushed off. Okay. Um, but all that has to be communicated to your patients. Let's be proactive. That's my message for all of you is this is terrible what's happening, but we need to not put our head in, in the sand. We have to prepare, have a plan. And then when things happen, we execute on those. We take care of our team, take care of ourselves and our family, take care of our patients. One of the things that one of our coaches mentioned was that what will typically happen when when we have issues like this is that you'll start to see a rebound when it ends, where there'll be people coming in, making appointments. Um, and so you'll be able to make up some of that production. However, <laughs> we had a counterpoint that when it comes to like maintenance care, hygiene and so on, they may skip that period and so that you're losing production there. So one of the suggestions is that if you are, uh, and, and if, if you are quarantined and the office is closed, what do you do? And so um, in, in that case, you may want to be able to start making appointments. So I'll come back to that in a moment. Um, but the step two is notifying your patients what your plan is and that you got it covered. And I have one doctor, which was wonderful, who was saying about the research that he's seen um, about, again, it, it, it tends to target, and probably the same thing as the common flu, it tends to target people with weaker immune systems. Any pathogen does that. So he, but when you email patients, they look at you and you contact and speak to patients. Even though you may not be a virologist, you're still a doctor. And doctors are looked at as credible. So do some research and put, um, at ease and put hope in your patients. The news doesn't do a great job at that. We will get through this, provide confidence, provide that we have step-by-step -step processes what to do, and, and you can even make some, some recommendations, send links, who knows, whatever that might be. But you gotta let them know what you're doing and that you guys, that they're taking care of. If they need you, they can get a hold of you. That's incredibly important. Because one of the things we talked about in the group is if we just put our heads in the stand, um, there'll be other companies, corporate co institutions um, that may take advantage. You know, I, I thought of the analogy when this happened of It's a Wonderful Life, if any of you have seen that movie. In that movie, George Bailey, who owned the, this bank, there was a bank run because there was a problem with the economy. There was a stock, whatever it was, uh, market. And the, the, the kind of antagonist in, in the movie Mr. Potter was going to give people money or but discounted so that they would lose at the end. And what what George Bailey did is he said, Don't panic people. We all work together and everybody worked together to keep the bank open and to keep people in their houses. Um, and they got through it. And so it's a, that's a nice movie, inspiration that we can get through it, but we all have to work together. And so you got to keep, you know, with your team, communicating with patients is very important. So we talked about yourself and your team, 
getting that on board. We talked about communicating to patients, providing them hope. Now, what happens when you're during the third step, when you're during this quarantine period or it's closed? Maybe it's a few weeks, maybe it's a few months. We see that now China um, and South Korea, um, they're up to speed as far as what I heard. Um, I know in China, they're 90% up their production factories. So they've kind of been through this. So we're a few months out from them. So it may be about nine, 10 weeks, worst case scenario, I think. Or, um, but again, we plan for three months. What if we're out? So we talked about some things of, of, of how to financially uh, compensate teams. This might be an individual negotiation. There might be some laws that you have to do and, and comply by. But it'd be nice that you and your entire team can financially get through this. Now, when we come, um, actually, I'm getting step four, getting ahead of myself. So in step three, we're quarantined. What do we do for 10 weeks? So one of my doctors was like, uh, train all Star Dental Academy. I'm like, that's great. I appreciate the plug. And I think that's part of it. I mean, I think certainly online training um, is wonderful. Uh, all Star Dental Academy is a great tool for students out there that are listening to keep doing it. For those that are interested, we at All Star are 100% operational because most of our operation is virtual. So we will be supporting and helping people train because it's a great time to train because what you can do is since you're paying your team, and what I recommend the first week or two, for the most part, after you've notified all the patients, you, you may want to uh, minim let team kind of be with their family and kind of digest. But after that, um, let's, if many of them are gonna feel very kind of nervous because they're stuck in their house all day, do some training. Do some, as, as one of my clients recommend, my, my mastermind members, you can be doing all-star dental training, phone skills, scheduling, there's so much to do. Plus we have hundreds of hours of additional content. And basically it will take them six months to get through all this stuff. So there's plenty of, of training that can be done. And, and, and that's great because if you are paying them, they can be working. So one aspect is team training, okay? Practice management training, which we provide. The other area is you could be using Zoom, go to meeting, Skype, and you can be working with your team during this time. Again, if especially if they're getting compensated, um, there's no reason why they can't be working virtually. And you can meet with them for a huddle every day, even longer than 15 minutes. You can do 30 minutes, whatever, chat with them, what, what are we up to, and give them assignments. You should be able to log into your practice management software online or remotely to your office. They can be preparing for future recares. They could be um, processing insurance. They can be doing a lot of things. Most things are virtual, can be done. Uh, I would have policy meetings. And, and again, we'll talk more about this over the next couple of weeks. We'll provide some additional content, some ideas to think about. But you could be having meetings about processes in the office, both practice management and clinical. And because there's a lot of things that I know all of you are listening, so I wish I had time to do that. Well, you may very well have a lot of time in your hands. So use it wisely, okay? For those that are working with coaching, now's a great time to work with your coach. Um, obviously, we have coaches at All Star. We even have clients that, that work with, uh, excuse me, we even have clients that work with us and do virtual onsites. So they may have one of our coaches work with their entire team for a day, right? And it's all virtual. So you could have your team, maybe you, you do a seminar, we do offer those. If you have any questions, you can re reach out about that. But 
whether it's us or somebody else, or even if you're facilitating, get your entire team on a Zoom call and train them, work with them. So like I said, part, and, and, and besides just the getting value out of it is, we feel much more connected when we're working. So if we're in the house for several weeks, we're gonna get stir crazy. So you're doing yourself and your team a service if all of you can work together and train and learn and communicate. So yes, I'm a big fan of online training, um, certainly watching videos and doing quizzes, but I, I think interaction is really important, okay, with your team. So doing some of these virtual meetings will be great so they don't feel alone. And, and then again, when you come back, you, you will feel so much more organized with your team with your practice. You have a lot of procedures taken care of, a lot of training. You can listen to phone calls and, and role play. There's so many things that I know all of you wished you had the time to do, and this is a time you can do it. So step three is there are things you can do during the situation so that you are taking advantage of opportunity. I remember I was playing golf with my dad yesterday, and many of you know he's a dentist, and he said to me, he says, son, you should tell your your people that that follow you that sometimes a problem is an opportunity in disguise. I'm like, that's so cute that my dad's so adorable. So yeah, I mean, this, this could be an opportunity. We always, again, I'm an optimist. We always want to look at things as an opportunity, you know, otherwise it gets depressing, but we can learn from it. And the last step, step four is what do you do after? What do you do when um, you come back? And and I'll tell you this, we are now in, in a bear market where we are or near a recession. It is very likely that when we come out of this, we will be in a deep recession. And what do we do about the recession? Um, now, let me get back. To, I'll get back to the recession in a moment, but back to step three for just a second. When you, I would assume, you know, based on what you hear, let's say it's 10 weeks or six weeks or whatever. I would start, um, once the team starts getting working again with you virtually, I would have them start calling patients and booking patients ahead for appointments on a, some you know, arbitrary date. And you could always move them back, but start getting your schedule filled up. You could offer additional hours, uh, weekend hours, whatever, to maybe make up the work. That's a tactic that in step three, you can start preparing until we get to the Step four, which is the aftermath. But again, planning for the end of the crisis that people are already um, scheduled for that. So that, that's something that, that can be another tactic that can be pretty helpful. Okay, back to uh, step four. There's a lot of things in here. I'm, I'm giving you kind of um, the, what you'll call cliff notes of our discussion. I just wanted to give you a, a framework. Obviously we spent 90 minutes on this. It was, it was great, um, but I wanted to, to purport to you. I felt like it's so needed for everybody listening that they, they get this message and they start thinking in, in steps. And like I said, I'm, I'm gonna keep, I'm making it my mission. I'm gonna keep producing podcasts, blogs. I'm getting everybody on my team ready to just keep getting, um, uh, things that you can do. You, you hear enough about what's happening with the disease. I don't have to do that. But we are going to be committed to getting you data on how you can, you can deal with your, help your, your, your patients and your team members uh, during and after. So in the aftermath, we'll be in a recession. What happens? 
So as I mentioned, what's going to happen is um, people are going to feel the pinch financially. They may look for cheaper alternatives. They may avoid going to the dentist. They may be going to more corporate practices that may be cheaper. Um, they might be focusing more on what their insurance provides for our, our fee-for-service docs. So that's going to be a problem. But how you handled your patients during this crisis and how you handled your team and yourself will be the best predictor of future success. So if you say, I'm going to take care of my team, we're going to work it out and be a leader. This is where leaders are born. Remember, a smooth sea never made a skilled sailor. So these rough waters are what will mold you into a great leader in person. So use it. Communicating with your team, making yourself available. I think regardless, not just, not just the um, scheduling, but I would, I would call every patient in the office, especially if we're home, what else we have to do? And say, we're thinking of you, we care about you, we're gonna be calling, letting you know of an appointment. Go the extra mile, make the extra step. And all that all-star training, customer service training, and time with your team is gonna pay off. Your patients are gonna see it. When you get back, they're gonna see it. And that's how you're gonna separate yourself. Because people are gonna say, I feel this dental practice. I feel these people. And I love these people. So this is my, my family. And they're gonna come back to you and they're gonna refer and you're gonna be better for it. That's the goal. Can I be better for it? Yeah, look, like the stock market. Man, your stock may go down. Your production may very well go down. It may take a year to come back. Who knows? But when, when you make a commitment that when I come back out of this, I'm going to be more systematized, better trained, better passion, better vision, all these things I'm going to take out of this. I'm going to learn from this. And so that you can succeed in this aftermath. So that's what I wanted to say to you. I mean, there's a lot, I'm looking at my notes here, tons of notes, but I wanted to give you kind of the cliff notes, the, the outline. I know all of you like step-by-step step, and I'll summarize it again as we adjourn. Number one, take care of your team. Take care of yourself, which is kind of a subset. You have to be a good, your mindset has to be there. Take care of your family and then instill hope in your team. Have a plan with your team that if and when this happens, what are we gonna do? That people can get fed and they don't lose their house or whatever it is. Step two, take care of your patients. Communicate with them by email, call them if you can, post a message on your website, instill hope and optimism for them. Very, very important. Step three, during the situation, if there is a quarantine, if you are not working, your team's not working, that we are still learning. We are still working remotely, virtually, and we're doing the things that we wish we could have done, that we never could have done before, which is time to train, time to deal policy and procedures, time to um, you know, work on the soft skills, time for evaluations and, and a whole bunch of wonderful things that we can do paperwork, <laughs> right? You can go to your office, lock yourself in the office and do admin work so we can catch up and prepare for step four, the after, aftermath, that there will be a recession and that we can come out stronger, 
more prepared and we can actually have a great growth growth strategy and have a better, closer relationship with ourselves, with our team, with our patients in our community, our community rather. So I want to thank all of you for listening and please email me. If you have any questions, email us at all-star. My email is alex at all-star dental academy. You can email anybody or contact form and let us know what you need, anything you need from us. And we're going to get that content out there, whether it's podcasts or blog posts or things that systems that you can use or training to help you during this time, because we have to, uh, I don't have, I would love to have, um, a dossier of things to start sending you like now, but things change every day. So every day as something else comes new and, and a need is asked and, and by you, or I see something that happens, we're going to get it out to you as soon as we can very quickly. So you have that and you have hope that, that yes, you are safe and your family's safe and your business can be safe and can thrive and will thrive and will come out of this even better than it was before. Because as my dad says, right, uh, sometimes a problem can be an opportunity in disguise. So be well, be safe, and go out there and be an all-star. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>